Warning, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, slight spoilers, Norse mythology, the contest of champions, the god of mischief, the lord of lightning, and Jeff Goldblum. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Mini Movie Review for Ragnarok. Hey guys, it's Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the Spark and Mini Movie Review. Sparkin's answer to the regular Spark and Movie Review. In these micro-reviews, we talk about different movies that have just come out or are coming out soon. We tell you a little bit about it. Not too much. We don't go to a full in-depth review, but we just give our initial impression about a film which has recently come out, and we tell you if it's worth watching and what our initial thoughts are. We don't go too in-depth in it. We're going to just get to it in a bit. There are some slight spoilers, but we're going to keep it as non-spoilery as we can. If you want to check any of our earlier ones, you can check them out www.spirekin.com, and you can email me at zanspirekin.com. And so, like I said, we are reviewing today Thor Ragnarok, the third in the Thor franchise and the 17th in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And joining me today is the person we talked earlier about, and that is Greta. Hello. Yes. So, first off, you've seen all three Thor movies, right? Yes. Okay. And when compared to the other ones, what did you think about this? It felt more fun. This one felt like funny, like, I don't know, I kind of like them all, but this one felt like I laughed a lot. It looked like they had fun with it. And that made sense. It seems like as the original ones had a lot of weight to it. It felt more noble, more honorable, and... Like, Thor didn't actually talk a lot first. He showed up, he, like, threw his hammer around. It was almost, like, a little bit more caveman-ish. He this talk- one felt like he was, he's been in Earth long enough to be, like, a goo guy. The thing is that he, it's, as they said in Avengers, it was Shakespeare in the Park in the first one. He talked very eloquently. Even though he did act like a Norseman, he threw the cup on the ground. Another! This he's become from Thor, Thor God of Thunder, the mighty Thor, to I am Thor, bro. He is a bro. He drinks beer. And the thing is that it works very well that him being a bro now. It works so well because he just said, screw it, we're going to have fun with it. And they have fun with it. And the new director, Taika Waititi, this is his first real major film. Even though he has worked in superhero films before, he actually was in Garden, uh, sorry, Green Lantern. He played, uh, well, let's just use the name that he was originally used in the 
comic. That is Pie Face. Really a racist name, but whatever. And he's in this film also as a minor character. And I feel that him being in the movie was funny, but it did take away from the series of film. And it's a fun movie. It was enjoyable. It's intriguing, but it does have some issues. It feels very bipolar. It feels like they took two films and they smushed them together. It feels like they took one good serious film and kept in the blooper throughout. I could see that. Like the word, like, stop. Takes out. But that fits in the situation. No, it totally does. But it feels like they took a movie and, like, they went off script for some part and they giggled and laughed and then came back to it. Like, But you have the seriousness of the Ragnarok storyline and you have the, well, let's be honest, they took Planet Hulk and they took the Ragnarok story and they mushed them together. And on the one hand, this worked out to be really beneficial for both characters of Thor and Hulk because yeah. you're never going to get a, a Hulk singular movie ever again because Universal has that license in a death grip. They're never going to give it up, so this is the best you're going to do. And even Mark Ruffalo says that he's going to... This is the beginning of a story arc for Hulk, and Hulk has changed since the last time you saw him in, well, Age of Ultron. What, but what? And it's a good change. He's actually more charismatic, he's more interesting, and Mark Ruffalo shows why he is the definitive Hulk now. He's better than Bill Bixby. He's definitely better than Eric Bana. And finally, he is officially 100% better than Edward Norton as Hulk. And he is Hulk. He's not just Bruce Banner and then just him grunting and maybe saying two lines of Hulk dialogue. No, Hulk has dialogue. And Hulk is, is growing up a little bit. Yeah, he's no longer a baby. He's now a toddler. Yeah, an angry toddler. Yes, who doesn't want people to kick his stuff around. Then he'll kick, then he kick, then he kicks his stuff around. Yeah, you have a, the, the thing I liked is the entire cast does do, well, the majority of the cast does amazing work and everybody steals the scene from somebody else. You have cameos and they steal the scenes Everyone from it. was just totally on point. The, and because it was like all big heavy hitters, they didn't like no one actor or actress overshadowed the other. Some even didn't even notice Matt Damon was Yes, uh, yes. I'm bleeping that out, but there is some, there's some actors who if you pay attention, were not credited, but they're in the movie and it's very cool to see it. Very, very cool. And I didn't notice it and Greta noticed it. The other thing is, you do have another one of, well, it is the second to last Stan Lee cameo. And this is actually one of his longer ones. Yeah, I, you know, I was excited to see him for as long as we did. In a very humorous part. In a very humorous way. But the question now is, is he, is he the same character though? Because, um, Guardians of the Galaxy made it that he kind of is the same character, but is it the same character? No. Oh, no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, he's different. Because he's the old, because in Guardians 2, this is like sports, when he's talking to the Watchers, he, he even says, he's like, well, there was one time I was a I was a mailman, and he's like, so maybe he could be. I don't know. I did, uh, this is a lot better than the uh, the Homecoming one. The Homecoming one was kind of fun. Yeah. What are you doing, you stupid kid? <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, Jenny, how you doing? I'm doing good, Phil, but. And it also explains Thor's hair. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of... As if an old man hacked away at you. Spoilers. <laughs> We're getting into spoilers slightly, but I will say that um, there was an LVP in this film, and it's not because he's not a good actor, because he's an amazing actor. It's that they didn't know what they were doing with the character, and they kind of loved with him. And I'm talking about Carl Urban. Carl Urban, I really wanted him to be amazing, and he just kind of... Well, when you watch it, it'll make sense. Kind of, they kind of... He didn't they didn't have anything for him to do, so he just did But... Uh, so besides the actors, which all were amazing, from Chris Helmsworth, Kate Blanchett, Idris Elba, they all, Jeff Goldblum, just Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum to the max. And you can tell the difference between Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum, because Nick Cage, he just has one mode. It's just, let's turn Nick Cage on and have him run around for 20 minutes. He's like, Jeff Goldblum is just, yeah, he's always on. 
Yeah. And when he's on, he's magnificent. And he's charismatic, and you want to know more about him, too, I think. Now, besides that, the visuals are, for the most part, on point. You have uh, the world is used, meaning that it's a whole established universe. Every area you go to, it actually looks like it's lived in, from Asgard to Sakaar to even a certain New York location. In Greenwich Village, it's all lived in. It all looks like it's new. It's there. It's been there. It's been used. You see references to a lot of little things here. It looks like people actually live there. And I really like that. There are a few scenes where you can tell it's green screen and it's really obvious, but I think it worked pretty well. Like, uh, some of the background, like you pointed out with the background image in the one, uh, well, let's be honest, the big the big fight scene, they take a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, you know, when you when he gets thrown into the wall, you see behind it, it looks like the basic of, like, a Kevlar chain kind of material with layers of, like, the trash and the, like, you can see that it's been definitely lived in, recycled, to repurpose to this mass stadium, but then they worked on it. looked really cool. Yeah, it, it does work well. I was impressed by the I must say. Yeah. I thought that was, like, super well done. It is the money shot, but it is. A lot of people were, they felt that it didn't last. A lot of people I talked to seen it afterwards, said they wanted more of a fight scene. I think the fight scene worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was an appropriate amount of time for the fight. Now, uh, I will say one spoiler for this, and it's one of the traps they do have. Uh, one of, some of the most, fa- three of the most famous characters in the Thor mythology are the Warriors 3. They've been in all three films. They're Thor's friends, and they do make a cameo in this film. However, they are treated horribly in it in such a very nonchalant way, and just taken off the board. Well, two of them are. One, it works, but this, it, I felt that they could have done more with that. A little going, going off topic. But now, so okay, back to the uh, film. So we talked about audio, video. Now the audio. Soundtrack is... Amazing. Bizarre. Totally bizarre. But it fits because it is... A bizarre, like, funny, fun. Sakaar is in this, in MCU, is supposed to be the, the, essentially the sewer of the, of the MCU. Every single thing gets, ends up there. So it's just gonna be weird. And it fits being so weird. Yeah. It really does. It is just, this. I want his name, Jeff Goldblum? Yes, in his music. Him playing music on a Casio keyboard for no reason. But it, but it makes sense because they said it, nothing makes sense. So it makes sense that it does. It does, it does. Uh, Tom Hilston, he's, he seems like he's getting a, he, he's in back, I know we're jumping back to characters, but Tom Hilson does seem a little bit tired in this one. He's not as poppy. He's more just kind of like, he's not as menacing as he was when you first saw him. He seems more just as the butt of the joke now. Yeah, but he knows the butt of the joke. I think though that. Like this, this, this film felt like the amount of time that has passed is accurate and every character in it has grown since then and or changed and or adapted. So he like knows he's the butt of the joke. But he, but he shouldn't be. He's, he's the best villain that Marvel has. No longer the best. Now kind of one. He's an amazing villain kind of just like. But he's been defeated by these guys in two other movies but he's like throughout their lives he's like knows where he's at. Yeah. He's accepted it. Now he's not delusional. He had won and then he lost and he won with that. Yeah. Anyway. But so. he still, still plays his part, you know? He does. The brotherhood I feel like he's more in this one. They felt more like siblings. They've got they that and those actually those scenes were the best scenes of the film I think. The the scene between just them. It's the more serious scenes with them together and them interacting. Them yeah. being serious even though it does lead to some comedic scenes and there are some scenes to the, the comedy because they do throw a lot of comedy there which they really didn't need to it kind of takes away from it I'm, I mean was, but it was like a feel good movie I laughed out loud in no, this one no you do laugh out there although there's a lot of it which they stick to the wall but like I don't want to spoil but there's a scene where there's a pivotal moment where something very dramatic is supposed to happen where a character is going to sh- you know show his stuff and then they it leads to a wily e. coyote just crap ball which really they didn't do they shouldn't have done so it's 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 an emotional 
emotional moment because this character is afraid of something happening if this happened and he ends up sacrificing himself for the moment. I mean, it could should have been a more taken more serious that scene, but that's yeah. But in uh, the way that this whole movie was together, can't have that would have been so out of place. Uh, With all the rest of the slapstick moment. Yeah, but I don't want Marvel to be become the slapsticky movies. They shouldn't be just all slap. But Correct. that's a top for another. So, but overall, really good film. Watching it in IMAX was amazing. I definitely am going to see it again, and I highly recommend you watch it. Uh, what did you think? Watch it in IMAX again, or would you say watch 2D? Uh, IMAX was awesome. I think visually this is so beautiful, and there's so much to see in it that no matter how you look at it, what theater you watch it in, you're going to win. No, I agree. Uh, think yeah, I think that's it. That's all we really can talk about with this film. Uh, last thing, nope, that's it. There's nothing else. I mean, we talked about all the characters. We didn't talk too much about. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, but he essentially was on set for one day. He had like three shots. Yeah, but the man is a bro. He's he's starting to get kind of like I don't care. Like he trans- Transformer in Transform the last Transformers movie, he was terrible. He's like I just came on set and I'm just screwing around. This one he but this one he had fun. He, he had fun. He's like I get to play two versions of me. Yeah, this one I feel like played two different characters. I mean Anthony Hopkins, and it does tie into the current comics with stuff happening with Thor, which well we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see where it goes. Uh, the Stingers, there are two of them. And and, uh, Stay all the way into the end of the credits. Actually, I say walk out after the first stinger, go to the bathroom, then come back. It's like ten minutes b- between. I say hold it, suck it up. Wait. We walked out and came back for uh, for homecoming, and then we were fine. <laughs> we didn't miss much. I saw my name in the credits, which is hysterical though. My actual name, not Zan. Those of you who don't. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, so that's it for this episode. Um, I don't think there's any other movies for this month up until no, there's Orient Express, but we're gonna put that aside because in two weeks I'm going to be in the Jacob Javits Center again for Anime NYC where I will be talking about horror and anime and manga on Saturday night at 9.30 to 10.15. Yeah, I know. They're, they're really screwing me on the 45 minutes for the panel bullshit, but it is what it is. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun to go to there. It's going to be a lot it's of fun. It's going to be scary. Yes, I have some good images and I'm actually going to be doing a more logical panel, more verbose panel. You'll see what I mean? Uh, anyway, we're done. This is your host, Zan, saying saying, uh, hope you guys have a great day. If you want to check out any of the early episodes, email us at gmail.com or zanspiker.com. The random question of the day is going to be, what Easter egg did you like the most in Thor Ragnarok? And besides that, we're gone though. Catch you guys next time.